self-compassion, or as some people say, self-care. It's such a small little term for really all of the information that it really details. So let me ask you this. Do you know the seven categories of self-compassion? These categories focus on different areas of your life. Creating a balance between all seven types of self-compassion is really what's essential to a happier and more fulfilling life. While taking care of your health or appearance are commonly thought of when thinking of self-care or self-compassion, those two are just the tip of the iceberg to what you should be focusing on. And that's the topic of today's Coffee with Colleen. If this is your first time listening to Coffee with Colleen, my name is Colleen Hammond. Welcome. I'm a former on-camera meteorologist for the Weather Channel, network news anchor, and Miss Michigan. And now I'm an executive coach. And one part of what I do is help my clients discover how to be more self-compassionate. So do you know that self-compassion is more than just pampering yourself? Self-compassion is about looking into all the areas of your life and finding a balance between them. Self-compassion is making sure you are living your life to your fullest abilities, your needs, and your desires. And self-compassion is implementing daily habits and rituals that resonate with you to maintain happiness and a fulfilling life. So let's talk about those seven types of self-compassion so we can know what they are for a well-rounded self-compassion plan. As I go through these, think about how you are being self-compassionate in these different areas. Number one, physical. So anything that keeps you moving and nourishes your body involves physical self-compassion. It's staying active and physically fit while fueling your body with proper nutrition. Some people like to go for a jog. It's important to practice good hygiene. It's important to stay hydrated, consume the appropriate foods, and make it a priority to get a full night's rest. These are all examples of physical self-compassion. Number two, mental. Anything that leads you to mental clarity and more consistent happiness can improve your mental self-compassion. If you participated in our 30 Days to Happiness Challenge, you know all about that. If you didn't, it's a free challenge and the link to sign up is below. You might want to play brain games to improve concentration. There are plenty of apps for that. Practice methods of self-compassion, which we talked about in the 30 Days to Happiness Challenge. Self-acceptance. How do you talk to yourself? Also, asking for help when you need it. Those are just a few mental self-compassion ideas. Number three, emotional this includes managing and understanding your emotions so that you can balance the stress and the cortisol buildup. I work with my clients one-on-one -on -one to talk about that. There's a link in the show notes. But this is about increasing empathy and self-compassion with yourself to live a happier and more well-rounded life. Establishing proper boundaries, which I'll talk about in upcoming podcasts. Putting your needs first before you offer too much help. So we'll talk a little bit about over caring in coming podcasts 
and taking a moment to feel and understand your emotions. Those are all things you can do to practice emotional self-compassion. Number four is social. Social self-compassion includes getting involved with your local community, your friends, your loved ones, or anything that involves you with other people. Even those who are introverts need to communicate with others at some point. It allows you to gain different perspectives and fuels your motivation and creativity. Volunteering, for example, at a local soup kitchen or getting involved in a local group activity. Those are some ideas to help you get started. We talked more about that in the 30 Days to Happiness Challenge. Number five, personal. These are things that interest you the most. Maybe like going to a movie or spa night. Maybe practicing your favorite hobby. Anything that makes you explode with joy, warms your heart, things that you love to do, that's your personal self-compassion. Number six, believe it or not, is financial. Keeping up with your finances and your bills and understanding your fiscal responsibility is crucial to your self-compassion plan. You know, many of the reasons people experience stress are due to money. But the more you educate yourself and practice financial responsibility, the easier it is to manage. And last but not least, professional. Working a nine to five or aspiring to be an entrepreneur or business owner involves professional self-compassion. It's the goals you set to make a living in life, to get the things you need and the things you need to survive. So those are the seven areas of self-compassion that I'd like you to sit back and take a look at. Physical, mental, emotional, social, personal, financial, and professional. As you develop your own self-compassion plan, look at each of those categories. Look at questions that make you think and challenge yourself to ensure your needs are met and satisfied in all seven areas. I promise if you take your time and look at these categories and find activities to improve, you're well on your way to creating a well-rounded self-compassion plan and a happier life.